Welcome to the Discipline Health Podcast, where we discuss topics relating to nutrition, fitness, and health. The content of this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended to be a replacement for supervised health care. Please consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet, medication, or beginning any exercise program. Welcome to the Discipline Health Podcast. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about epigenetics and how you are able to control how your genes turn on and off. How our genes are turned on and off by environmental or behavioral factors. So, what is epigenetics? Is the question. Well, epigenetics is a study of how your genes are expressed, right? I mean, genetics is okay, this is what you've been passed down from your parents your genes, but epigenetics is how the environment, how your certain behaviors influence whether those genes get turned on or off. Yeah, that's what I would say. If I had to sum it up and explain it to a child, I would say it's just your environment turns the gene either on or off. Yeah. It can be turned on and off just because it got turned on doesn't mean it stays on and so on and so forth. Yeah, exactly. So it's so interesting now, you know, we place so much value on our material possessions, right? Our so much value on our car, our house, on, you know, the latest iPhone or the latest gadget or tech that comes out, right? We put so much worth into that, but we don't put things, we don't put as much worth into our health. Right, something that is irreplaceable. Right, you can replace the car, you can replace all these material objects, but you can't replace your health. Right? Well, yeah, you know, basically, if you use the analogy of a car, you do preventative maintenance on your car, change the oil. You, you, if you don't change the oil, eventually your engine's going to seize on you. Well, you can just put a new engine in. That's exactly how the modern medical system runs. It works that way. It's that don't change your oil, don't change your tires, don't do anything. When they blow up, when your tires blow up, when your engine seizes, when your brakes fail, we'll just put new parts on it. No big deal. We can do that for you. Or you can go the other route and do all the preventative maintenance stuff for your body. And you can prevent a lot of these tragic you know, open heart surgeries, type 2 diabetes, you know, chronic disease, so on and so forth. Yeah, there's so many things that could be prevented just by focusing on your nutrition and focusing on just being active every day. And I don't mean going to the gym, you know, spending hours in the gym. I mean, just what can you just stay busy throughout the day constantly? How can you move your body more than you're sitting? Yeah, right. knowing, knowing how to do it. Knowledge is power. You know, I I thought I was doing it for years and I was doing it wrong. I was listening to the mainstream and I was overtraining. I wasn't 
putting as much of attention to my diet as I should. I wasn't prioritizing sleep, so on, and all the things that I can control. Well, and flexibility and stretching, that was not a huge component either, right, when we were younger. Yeah. It was all about, you know, lifting weights and getting on the treadmill and doing cardio, all that stuff. But flexibility is such a huge factor in both your recovery and also just staying healthy and not, you know, avoiding helping you to avoid injury yeah you can get away with it for a long time when you're young you know not stretching and, you know burning at both ends yeah it's a whole new ball game though when but, you turn 40 yeah you can't just push through it there's no. limitations and you'll figure that out but yeah there's a there's a truth to all this and but each person has their own recipe and their own routine and you gotta, you know, take an account for how individual each human is and how it varies. So going back to epigenetics, and this is a huge field of study that, you know, they've been working on, but, you know, it's, they've been able to disprove that theory that, okay, this is your genes. This is just what you're destined to have, right? My dad had cancer i'm gonna have cancer my grandma had alzheimer's i'm destined to have alzheimer's well it's not the whole story so they're finding out that epigenetics things um in your environment you know the type of food that you're eating are you eating foods that are contaminated with tons of pesticides that are causing your genes these genes that cause these diseases and these conditions to turn on or environmental factors you know is there something that a pollutant in the air or is there the hexavalent chromium you know the whole Aaron Brockovich movie is that in your water supply because that causes certain things to turn on so it's just controlling as much as you can control right you're, you're not going to be able to control everything in your environment and you'll go crazy trying to do that. But there are certain things that, I mean, there's a just small changes that you can make that can put out tons of this stuff. Yeah, there's a countless amount of variables when it goes into this. But you control as many things as you can control. And it's amazing when you control just a few of the big ones, the amount of the, the size of the return. Yes, and so the big ones, speaking of, one of the big ones. Nutrition is a key player in uh, inducing epigenetic changes, not only in yourself, but also in subsequent generations. Like it will affect what you do and what you take in and what you're exposed to is going to affect your child down the road, which is it's pretty powerful. Yeah, you're programming your genes yeah. is what you're doing. And then that gets passed on. And but you're not a victim to your genes. No. And that's I think one of the things that we wanted to get on and talk about today is that you know, people that are so scared of coming down with these these conditions that just knowing this information gives you so much power, right? You're not a victim to your genetic predisposition that that it is your 
you were ultimately the determining factor on whether or not you get sick with these conditions down the road. If you keep yourself with a healthy immune system, you nourish your body properly, if you manage your stress properly, you know, if you do all these simple things, just living a normal, healthy, balanced life, you'll be able to mitigate all this stuff. And your body's going to be, your immune system is going to be strong enough and healthy enough to be able to fight and keep everything in balance, right? I think it, what they were saying that you always have like a cancer cell, right? There's always these, but your body goes through and is a normal, healthy, functioning immune system will go through and handle that so that it doesn't turn into a huge cancer diagnosis. Yep. Right? Your body is... And that's one of the things, too, with um, fasting. Fasting, it helps your body to, when you're not having to, you know, you're not having to focus on digesting, your body is actually able to go and weed out all the bad and diseased cells. Get rid of that. Flush all that out. Cleanse the body. It's not, it's not a bad idea to do that every now and then. And I know there's some debate on how long you have to fast and all that stuff. But intermittent fasting, I mean, just giving your giving your digestive system a rest is huge. I mean, I feel amazing when I do that. Yep, you go through a cleanup yeah. phase. Your body just turns on. It gets rid of all the old broken cells. And yeah, and I noticed too, uh, it just helps me to kind of flush out all that inflammation that I have. Too, really, if, especially if I've been, you know, going too hard, yeah. <laughs> not recovering enough. Yeah, it makes sense. And no food coming in. And if you're metabolically healthy, you, you don't go hypoglycemic. You can get in your fat storage. And then your body says, okay, no food's coming in. Well, we might as well start using up everything we got around. You know, clean it all up. It's common sense. Yeah. Think about it. You know, that's what's lost, isn't it? <laughs> It's not so common anymore. No. But uh, so yeah, we're here to bring that back, and we're here to help. Do as much. Just as help we can. to empower you, but yeah, you're not a victim to your genes. There is stuff that you are able to control that is in your hands. It's and and we're not taught that. We're taught that anytime you have anything going on, right? Any anytime your body starts giving you these signals or you start having certain symptoms. You know, our, we've been taught that it needs to be treated with a prescription or with a procedure, right? There's very, very little thing, natural things that I feel like we're taught, unless it's passed down from, you know, your grandparents or parents. I find it completely bizarre that they teach us that you know your mill how many milligrams are in the pills that people take and you got to take the pill at a certain time you got to take it with food or without food Yum. it's a very it's measured out you got to take one or two you know all these things matter right well it's the same thing with food but yet we're not being told that we're not being told that food is also medicine let food be thy medicine you know, that's the old famous quote so you know, you got to look at it a different way. I mean, if you look at the back of your package and you're reading the ingredients label and you recognize, or you don't recognize a word, or a word you can't even pronounce, or you don't even know what it is, before the internet, there's nothing we could do about it, you know. But now you could just instantly 
research what is this word and then a bunch of stuff comes up and then you get to make your own just, just don't trust the first thing that comes up look at both sides dig a little deeper consumer. yeah be a informed consumer i mean it, it is up to you to truly um make the final decision on what's best for you and don't let anyone else make that decision for um, you so, the benefits um and then once you realize hey i don't know what this word is in the back of this package what is this in my food what is it doing well you, you take a pill you know what it is and what it's supposed to do to you right but where we willingly eat these fake food-like substances you know expecting that it's just a calorie calorie is just a calorie you know and it, it, to me that's just the strangest um rationality that i've ever seen really just <laughs> one matters but the other broad, one doesn't such a broad thing that it's very it's way more I mean, there's so everything you put in and on your body matters. Yeah, you know, everything, all, all the environmental factors, the variables control the epigenetics. Okay, and so you're not a victim to your genes. It just depends on. Well, it's like for example, our kids. Um, you had migraines. Oh yeah, I had the migraines as a child. Of... You know, starting at what five years old, and you'd have them. You'd have them. Multiple migraines a week. And allergy. I had severe allergies. Um, I, they, they were giving me allergy shots when I was a little kid for a long time. I remember you know being congested. I couldn't breathe through my nose. Couldn't sleep very well. Um, pretty much my whole childhood. With migraines. And then, you know, we all had problems. But it's, real, it's, it's interesting to find out that this is the longest that I've gone without a migraine. And here I am, 42 years old. Because I finally... Figured out something that works for me. So. Yeah, otherwise you'd probably be on migraine prescriptions, like your parents. Oh, yeah. parents you know, oh, I'd and... be taking, the, taking a pill. But look, so this is an example of how you're able to turn genes on and off. So, for example, you're, both of your parents have migraines. You yep. had migraines as a child. Yep. Our oldest two children were, they had, were getting migraines yep. at one point until we were able to figure out what was causing it and it's so different so for our son it was gluten that 100 percent triggers it every single time if he doesn't have gluten he doesn't have migraines the second that he eats that comes right back violently too i mean he's so sick and then with our daughter it was different hers is more like the coloring agents or additives or whatever and like candy so if she would go to school or if she's at a party birthday party or something and she'd have something like that she would get a migraine so we just eliminate it and our children don't have migraines so it's just a good example to show that you know sometimes you just got to get like it's just getting to the root cause of these problems that your body gives you little signals and you're meant to listen to those signals is trying to get you to change, make a change. And what do we do? I mean, most of us, I did it forever. You did it forever. We just ignore those, those little nudges until they get to be some huge grand issue. Right. And now you've got full blown autoimmune disease or you've got diabetes or yeah, for me it was it was everything. You know, 
diabetes and migraines and acid reflux, insomnia, uh, brain fog, chronic fatigue, uh, arthritis all over my body, degenerative disc disease, you know, all my discs were messed up. And I still are. All this stuff will come back the second I stop doing what I'm doing. But because of my daily practice and routine and my diet and lifestyle, I'm able to control my inflammation, keep it down. My body's able to heal or at least heal enough to where I have a great life. Like I cannot believe that I'm not on painkillers. I'm not on pills. It's, it's literally a miracle, but it's because of what I'm doing. And the second that I stop doing any of these things, I'm afraid because 100% that you don't know what exact variable could be the one thing too. I mean, you, you, you change a bunch of variables and it starts working for you. And you're like, I got it working. This is amazing. This is the best it's ever been. My routine, my, my diet, my sleep, everything right? it gets dialed in. And you think you know what it is, but there's so many variables and you don't know what you don't know. So you just don't want to change anything because it's working. And then eventually maybe something will stop working. And that's a good time to maybe, you know, use your intuition. Oh, I was going to test this or change that. I kind of wanted to do this, but I wasn't going to do that until, you know, it quit working or whatever. Or maybe you get bored or stuck or you want to take a chance and test something, you know, because you could, you could lose ground too. You know, you could find out what not to do. And a lot of it is that. But, you know, the choice, choice is, what do you, there is no choice, really. What are you going to do? Not do it? Because if by not doing it, it's, it's even worse. You know what's you know? going to happen. Yeah. Right? You know that. You know the regret of you knowing that you didn't do all you could. Um, you know, it just, the peace of mind of knowing that you did everything you possibly could. Because if you don't know this information, you're unaware it's really nothing you can do about it. But once you find out this information and you test it and it works for yourself and you let the results be your guide, you know, the truth speaks for itself. So, you know, all we're offering is the truth. We just want to help guide people to find out what works for them. That's it. That's all it is. And it's very simple, really. I mean, you're not like, I think that you should try and get your nutrients from your food, right? I don't think that I think supplements, obviously, if you're very low in some areas, supplements might be needed temporarily. But, I mean, Mother Nature packaged these foods to have, like, it's not just this one ingredient that's in there, right? It's this whole synergistic effect of what is in there that allows that nutrient to be bioavailable so that you're able to actually use it. Yeah, along with the fiber and along with all these other things that just help to give you what you need. Yeah, there's so many factors that are in that food, no, just just one food. And then if you mix all these different single food ingredients together, yeah. what does that all do together? I mean, we're not even asking these questions, you know, and, and we don't want to overwhelm anybody, but there's the microbiome and there's so many new frontiers when it comes to the health world that i mean i don't want to say we don't know anything because we we obviously know a lot of look at the surgeries they can perform on people you know what i mean they can put you back together which the emergency medicine is amazing you know? yeah we're talking about preventative medicine yeah. and, this, and there's nothing being done unless you do it yourself or you happen to be an MD and you yourself or so one of your loved ones gets sick and comes up with a chronic disease, 
how you die, how you treat this is different than the protocols that you're doing yeah. at your practice, you know, and then a lot of these medical doctors then start realizing, man, I've been doing this all wrong. You know, yeah. I haven't been helping people the way that I now know that they need to be helped. And yeah. then they go on to have successful practices, you yeah. know, with incorporating more of nutrition and yeah, it's just yeah, mind blowing that yeah. in medical school when you find out. And this is coming from you know Doctor Paul Saladino. I was listening to him, and I know this to be true because I have multiple sources and doctors that have gone through med school, and they all tell you they got little to no training on nutrition and proper what we're supposed to eat and yeah. how to teach people how to do this and preventative um, lifestyles and you know what what you're supposed to do to keep. To negate a lot of these, you know, chronic diseases that didn't exist, you know, 100, 200 years like they do now. I mean, just, um, look at the obesity rate, you know, when I was a kid, it was a rare thing. That was just, you know, 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And then how stress plays a role, too. I mean, look at the pandemic where they say 29, the average American gained 29 pounds during the pandemic. I was certainly one of those people. I gained even more than that. And yeah, it's like the freshman 15 and then you have the COVID 35, <laughs> you know, and then what do you do now? You know, we're all stressed beyond belief because of what we went through and so on and so forth. Well, the answer to all that is, is the action. It is, it's taking, but it's small. It's starting with these incremental steps yeah, it's just starting with small tiny things that are going to be sustainable you want something to be sustainable right if you're going to go and go out and do this whole new change like behavior change is hard yeah it's for me it's setting these little um tiny goals and then achieving these the smallest little things you want it you also don't want to set up yourself up for failure, right? You don't want to set out these huge, like gigantic goals that are unattainable, and then that sets you up for failure. So you got to take a hard look at where you're at and see, okay, what can I do? This is where I'm at. What can I do to to slowly get me to where I want to be? Yeah. If you can't run, you know, walk. If you can't walk crawl you know but by all means keep moving forward if that, you got to take a baby step if you know you're buying you know uh, a polar pop soda and you're you're drinking that whole thing well what if you just drank 80 percent of it today or what if you only drink 20 percent? you see what i'm saying play these games with yourself uh challenge yourself set little challenges and just make little progress in certain areas and You'll think, well, that what is that going to do? That's I'm never going to get there in time. Oh, but what but that does is it, it programs that part of your brain, that disciplined part of your brain, to I'm going to tell myself to do something, and I'm actually going to do it. And not to, like my, to myself, I'm just not going to fight back against myself. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of the things I did with Starbucks. I was like, okay, I'm only going to have like half of it today. Okay, and the next day I'm only going to have a quarter of it and then pretty much you're don't have it anymore and then you don't miss it it's not a huge shock to your system making small changes changes to, to slowly reprogram the subconscious mind and that's what it is it's, it's the subconscious mind takes over that's your programming 
and it takes willpower and constant decision making to constantly override that so it, it is challenging it is difficult but you don't want to take on too much and make it too challenging too difficult because if it's it needs to be between yeah, order and chaos. Right. Yeah, it needs to be between order and chaos. That's the best way to explain. Jordan Peterson always explains it this way. If it's, or you could just say weightlifting. There you go. Everybody understands that. If you load the bar too heavy, you can't even get one rep. You can not. You can get injured too. You know. And, but if it's too light, there's no growth. Right. So it's in between that that area right there. That's where humans. That's where we thrive. That's where we grow. That's where we belong. If not, we get bored. If it's too hard, then just can't do it. Then we get overwhelmed, you know. And, and so that's what we're here for. We're here to help teach people what they can do, and just to have someone to help track what they're doing, to help record, to, to mentor, to guide you, guide, get pointers, to do research for you. Um, you have a team behind you, just as if you were a fighter going in for a title fight. You could go without a trainer and train yourself and do it all yourself and you know, be be that go that route, or you can hire a team behind you. You know, what I mean? you, know you got a trainer, you got a dietitian, you know what I mean. You have all this this entire team backing you. You know, it d depends on you. You have to know yeah, thyself. You know, some people are introverts and they do better on their own. Uh, we could have done it a lot shorter, a lot I, less time, and a lot less heartache. Yeah. I feel like. I'm an introvert. I like to do things and do it on my own. But here's the thing. I would have loved to have had someone like just point me and be like, hey, hey, like, here's what you think. Okay, look, I know you're doing the raw vegan thing. This is where that's going to be. I know you're doing the hardcore keto thing. This is where that, these are the, you know, the pros and cons. They're all just tools, right? The hardcore carnivore, you know, are you doing nose to tail carnivore? Are you doing all these things? Are you doing raw vegan? Okay, why don't we find what works for you? Why don't we just start testing? Yeah, bit. let's make sure you're dialed in, you know, right in the middle, and then let's slowly bring you from there and see what, what you do best at. Instead of yeah. going so drastic with some of these. I mean, like I said, I learned the hard way. I did everything 100% all in, testing on myself, you know, all of Tim Ferriss style. Like, literally, my entire life has been just a series of, like Tim says, a series of two-week tests on yourself, just nonstop. And yeah, and I love what Tim Ferriss says, too. Um, how can I make this look easy? How can this look Yes, yes. That, is, that was one of the things that really, really helped us. That's my just breaking it down into, you know, you... I overcomplicate it. I feel like everybody does that. I always overload. We've got so Life short. You want to yeah. load that bar up. You got to yeah. make, make up for lost time, but it's... And I remember Can't looking at myself with 195 pounds and just not even recognizing that person in the mirror. And going, like, how am I going to, like, it just seems like such a monumental task for me to lose all this weight. And Because you tried it before. You, and you worked really, really hard and you gave it your all. And it, the, you yeah. were doing it wrong and it fails. And that I system failed. Yeah, I did it too. It's demoralizing. You're like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm really going to do it. I, I'm going to clean up my diet. I'm going to count my calories, 2,000 calories. You know, I'm going to make yeah, sure and put, you, know, you put yourself in a calorie prison. Yeah. And then it, we just want to teach people all. how to eat. And our meals are, I mean, we have nutrient-dense, delicious food, right? I love my food that I eat. And it's simple I, and easy yes. to prepare and cook. And yeah. We're not chefs. Simple so. ingredients. I mean, I'm sure if you're a chef, man, you can make it. Oh, Way better you, than I can. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I might even take some recipes from you. <laughs> but 
Well, most chefs yeah. understand this stuff yeah. because they understand food they quality is culinary training. Yeah. And how the flavor of your Yeah, you look at the works. top chefs, they're getting the they're getting the best high, quality, high quality highest quality ingredients from these farms. Organic farms. Yeah. Yep. Because that's what's gonna make their products taste the best. Yeah, regenerative farming. This is the future. So we're gonna head out back we gotta head back towards sustainability. What was sustainable before chronic disease went where did it really turn? You know, just two generations ago, my grandparents had, you know, they didn't have a farm, but it was just a normal property where they had a milk cow in their backyard. My grandpa grew up milking the cow. That was his chore for like 18 years. He had to get up and milk that cow every morning. Well, they had such chicken a different, and such a, different a garden. Too, but everybody did in the community. You can see, okay, my food is coming from here. Yeah. Like we're so disconnected on where our food comes from. And you know, Johnny, your neighbor who grows the squash and you got extra cucumbers, you know, and it's just how it works. And, you know, Johnny's the hunter and he's got a few deer, you know, and it, these communities in the system, the way it was, is we completely changed everything and look where we are. Are we better off for it? You know, well, there's some things that technology, there's some great things that are tools that could advance humans, you know, make us better. But at the same time, like, where did we go wrong on the other parts of it? <laughs> but our country's fatter and sicker than ever before, right? So yeah. something's yeah. something. The elephant in the room. Yeah. We got to go back to where did this start? What were we doing before? This is all common sense. Let's you know, use Occam's razor. Let's let's use common sense. Let's not overcomplicate this. And then let's just see you know, what symptoms are alleviated just by making a few of the bigger, you know, um, changes you can make in your life. Yeah, it's really, it's mind-blowing, really. <laughs> you sit and... You give it some thought and you realize, well, you realize yeah, actually, yeah, that does make give sense. give it some time, too. I yeah, mean, we're in a rat race. When you're first switching, especially if you're going through drive throughs if you're getting a polar pop, if you're, you know, going, to, going through Dairy Queen, getting blizzards at night, you know, there's... It's going to be an adjustment period at first because when you start to get off of all that stuff that, I mean. The old program is going to yeah, want to take well, back that addiction over. response too. Oh, yeah. The physical addiction. That's yeah. something we can do a whole other podcast. So you got to give it a little bit of time. But then you're all, all of a sudden one day you're going to be like, wow. You won't think it's possible. I didn't. I never thought I, I can't believe this went away. I've got more energy. My stomach's not hurting. My bloating's going away. My rosacea's going away. Yeah, and it was like and one little thing. It would always be like that thing. I'm like, okay, it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. And then it's like always on that like next day that I wake up and I was like, oh, it worked. Yeah, like I'm starting to, you know, man, I just dropped like five pounds. Almost or, like if you put it in that yeah. Yeah, that, you know, it. my gold jeans fit, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So I just want to give people hope that it is possible. Yeah, there's hope. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. Well, I can do it. I yeah. know anyone can do it. And disguise. can do it, and we've kept it off. Like Brian is going on, what, seven years now with 
caffeine, and it's just not just weight. It's, it's, weight it's, off it's all these health, health reversing all these health yeah. problems that were I'm probably debilitating what, health problems too. By the way, we're talking. I'm probably what coming up on year two now of like forty pound weight loss. Yeah, I'm coming up on year eight of like sixty to eighty. Yeah, I think it was right around there. You know, I lost too much weight. I was 80 pounds. I lost total. But um, at the end there, I was doing raw vegan, and I literally whittled my body away to almost nothing. You know, I felt great up until a point, and then I hit a brick wall. Then I started losing my health. And that's when I went and started I eating. Too many exactly. You need to do body I had I had such a uh, supply. All those years of storing up for the long, hard winter, and finally that long, hard winter came. That's one thing that I had to repeat. I went. That's when I went to keto and started eating, you know, uh, an animal based diet. That's one thing that I've noticed too is that um, if I go too long without eating, or if I'm just pushing, you know, doing too much, too much, and not fueling enough, I I notice that we'll start to like feel that anxiety, like uneasiness, feel a little bit of that uneasiness, and. I found that it's just, I just need to eat <laughs> and I need to eat like a good, you know, protein filled meal and that makes it go away. Yeah. You're, your sometimes for some food. people, a lot of anxiety and depression symptoms are stemming from your, you're just not nourishing yourself properly. I mean, I'm not saying that's for everything. I mean, anxiety and depression as a whole, I mean, there's a wide spectrum of what's causing that but i'm saying that a big portion of that could be your diet yeah there was a quote all disease i can't remember who it was it stems from two things it was either malnutrition or you know a toxic something toxic from the environment yeah your, mi- your microbiome too your gut bacteria that influences a lot of stuff with mental health and with cognitive function and with your cravings all that stuff I think also too switching uh another thing that influences your genes is just getting out of that fight or flight response sometimes right there's oh absolutely because i'm such a high stress i mean i'm always like go 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 so i really had to learn how to balance being in that sympathetic nervous system and for me it was doing some yoga like exercises or flexibility or stretching breath or work breath work things like gratitude that. practice helps to really helps me to switch over and man when i switch realize. over into that parasympathetic nervous system after i've been going gung-ho for so mm-hmm. long oh my body needed that so bad and that that's another thing too if you're in constant stress and constant worry and constant state of fear that is going to negatively influence um, your genetic expression right you're going to have it's going to turn on those bad genes yeah that's once again put you in a state of disease the cortisol goes up and then that's right yeah it's not to say cortisol is bad. The cortisol is great for when you want to you know, break down, repair, and grow. And you're in that cycle, but it should come down. But what happens is we get 
can get ramped up on cortisol all day long because we're in this fight or flight state. Yeah, know? I mean, it's the, the, the natural state of our world more. right now, that, right? They yeah. keep you on your toes. Non-stop, non-stop. <laughs> and you have to get out of that. And then, you know, Joe Dispenza talks about it, how he goes out, he'll, he'll sometimes have to go away for even two hours, but he can't solve a problem with that from that state. So he goes and gets his mind right, calms down, comes back in with gratitude and focus. And at that point, you can rewrite programs. You know, that's what it's all about. This, this whole epigenetic thing, to me, it, it dovetails into quantum physics because what do we really know? I mean, if you really study what Bruce Lipton and Joe Dispenza are talking about, um, you know, the observer theory with the, the electron, I don't want to go too much on a tangent here, but it in the placebo effect, all these things science proves is a real thing. You know, um, we just, there's more we don't know than what we know, in my opinion. So that's exciting though, because everything's a frontier. So let's all start here now. and Let's all talk it over and figure out the patterns between all of us and figure out what, what works for everybody. Because you can't say, oh, vegan's the way, or chronic, you know, carnivore is the way or whatever, because these polar extremes, it just depends. You know, I, I know people that thrive on carnivore and I know people like there's Rich Roll. He does vegan, you know. So let's just not judge people and realize, hey, we just, we just want to push people to find out what, what, what works for them, you know, What's to know that. What's for you, yeah. Yeah. What is optimal for you? What do you feel the best, look the best, perform the best? Yeah. It's an energy game. At the end of the day, you, if you have energy, 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 and you, you feel great, um, you wake up with energy, uh, that's something you should ch chase. And, and another thing I want to add to it is you're the only one inside your body that knows how you feel. So you can, you can take all your numbers, all your blood work, you can do everything, which is great. All the biomarker stuff is great. But ultimately, you're the one that knows how you feel. So if you just ate or drank that, you need to always be taking it into account. You know, how did, how do I feel compared to how I did? And you just get in this mindset of always tracking that. Yeah, and you'll see pattern. Yeah, exactly. Or write it down. Maybe, you, maybe you're not good at pattern, pattern um, recognition, you know, but that's where you get a health, life coach or health coach and they help you to find these patterns, you know. Okay, every time you do this, this happens. Okay, let's try this, you know. No, we don't have the answers. But what we do is we have the tools to find the answers, to help you help you to find the answers. So, but yeah, back to the point, you're the only one in your body. You're the only one that knows how you feel. And that how you feel, the signals your body's really giving you, you know, versus the ones you can trust and not trust, you know, it's a game of figuring that part out. But mm -hmm. that's really where this, the answer lies, in my opinion. So. Well, and once you chew, once you clean up your diet, and once you're, metabolically healthy um your body does give you clues you like oh weird random cravings for beets or celery or there's just something right it's not an addiction right it's not like i'm craving ice cream or something sugary so you eat that thing and then it makes you feel better yes. afterwards yeah oh, okay. it's interesting like and i'll just broth. be out of out of nowhere and and then if, uh, obviously if it like keeps repeating itself, I'm like, okay, obviously I need to go to the store and buy some celery, right? Yeah. Well, you'll, you'll tell yeah, me I need bone broth and you'll yeah. 
we freeze bone broth. She just pulls out a thing of frozen bone broth, heats yeah. it back up. Her gut is completely healed after that. Bone we broth is really good, especially if you've got a lot of inflammation in your gut. It, I mean, it has been a lifesaver for me just with helping to kind of, I mean, I feel almost instantly when I drink that, that it just, you know, it's supposed to help coat your digestive system. It's got so many of the minerals and stuff that, I mean, look, when you were sick back in the day, what was it? You ch chicken soup, right? They knew that. I have something to tell you too that will give people hope that I found out that it takes three to six days for your complete digestive gut lining to be completely replaced. Three to six days. So if you if you have a gut permeability or you're thinking gluten may be causing leaky gut, you know, just think about that. If I just clear that up or I fasted for just you can a start little to bit, heal from whatever that three is. to six days, you're, it's fixed. Yeah. I mean, and what else in your body? Well, and it depends. I mean, I'm sure. Oh, come on. I, yeah. Generally speaking, I don't want to get too detailed yeah. because we're just, we're just painting with a broad brush here. Generally speaking, that there's a lot we don't know, and the body can regenerate and heal itself, but it's just at different rates and depends on the person, right? And yeah. Nerves can even go back, but it's just at a really, really slow yeah, pace. Yeah, I think it's at seven understand. years, you're like, it's Your really body has replaced all the cells. Yeah. And... Every seven years, every single cell in your body has been completely uh, replaced. Or so, just think if you start it. now, what you'll look like, you know. Yeah, you. It's an you know people spend all this um, money and time and surgeries, you know, trying to make it look like they're anti-aging, right? Just well, and if you look at what I looked really like stuck. two years ago versus what I look like now, I look way younger. I did two years ago. Yeah, it's not just weight loss we're offering. We're also offering you, most people that do this look 10 years younger. And because, see, because we're not, so you look at some of these um, fitness trainers or. When I go back and forth, if I stop doing this too, I start to look yeah. instantly 10 years older. <laughs> but there's also a balance too. There's, there's also overtraining and overtraining yeah, when I, some yeah. of these fitness instructors or you know yeah they're they're they look low body their, fat but they look they older in their face than they actually so are fast in their bodies they're yeah 20 years younger than us yeah it's and crazy. i look at them they look but, like some of my peers that are in their 40s that take but is that because they're revving their they're just not high that sympathetic high stress you're just not giving your body that rest yeah. you're not giving your body that recovery yeah, that you're overtraining yeah it's real simple you're overdoing it you know the body has to recover recovery is and that's great everything. news for somebody that is out of shape somebody that has been sedentary that when has you're to young you moving. can get away with just redlining it for well, no but i'm saying like it doesn't take that much it doesn't take that much. It's just incorporating some activity throughout the day. You know, it's yep. just doing these Catered little things. specifically like, to you, know, you and your body. Cooking, do some squats, do some lunges, right? Knock out 10, 20 right there. What movements work for you yeah. specifically for your body? Because your body is unique. Your femur length, your tib and fib length, your arm length. Yeah. All these dimensions are unique to you. So just one it's not a one size fit all exercise routine do it this way it's you literally need to start at level zero 
take notes on yourself and pay attention to every single thing you're doing and find out what works for you for movement, for diet, for sleep, for everything you can possibly think of and control. So it, it, you would think, well, that's a lot. It's overwhelming. That's It is. But if you start with baby steps and you know where to start and you know how to where should I put most of my effort into for the biggest return so that you don't waste any time? That's what we're offering. We're offering that gap, that bridge across that gap. We can shorten that learning curve. That simplicity of yeah. it. But some people like that journey themselves because you know, maybe there's more to be learned doing it on your own too. But some people don't have the time. It, it just it depends on the person. So, um, yeah, you know, thanks for listening. I hope you hope this was helpful yep thanks for uh, listening and we'll talk at you next week